This is the Outdoor Family Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Outdoor Family Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Slaughter. Um, I just gotta let you know, this week's been a really busy week, and I'm running solo, so you get no Kelsey this week, um, unfortunately. Um, we've had a lot of busy things. We did a youth conference this last weekend, um, and took our youth group to it, and if you get a chance to send a kid or um, go with youth and take them to a, a conference or a church camp, totally do it. It is so worth it. Um, these kids really need that extra, I think time um just diving into god's word it's um it's really important and um it's something that we can just help encourage them and boost their faith and it's different than just going to sunday school and church um i think there's something about getting away and getting into like a just kind of this solitude type area i guess in in a camp setting or in a retreat setting that um, you just don't get when you go to church and go to Sunday school and everything. Um, it's just something extra to do. Um, so that was, I guess, the shout out for the, the retreat. That's the one thing we did this last week that's made our lives busy. Also, our daughter, Chloe, um, she's having a minor surgery this week. Um, so we had a, a pre- pre-appointments and a pre-covid test and it's came back negative so she's good to go so we're at the end of this week we're going to actually have um a minor surgery on her um nothing to worry about um but if if you're a praying person love the the prayers and um just be over us um that'll be on thursday actually morning and just something to think about for us and just that's that is another thing i just be prayful. Pray for our country. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for. I, I would love for you guys to just pray for our podcast and um, hopefully help us grow and help us uh, just encourage people. Um, and prayer goes a long way uh, with doing that. I think we forget about prayer sometimes. At least I do. I'm really bad at it. It's not like my gut reaction. My gut reaction is always to like, how can I fix the problem? And I just need to stop and pray. <laughs> and that's, it can make it can be difficult really difficult so yeah so we got that going on and then just it just does tough uh our daughter's actually been a little bit sick she's got a runny nose too so chloe so we got a lot of things going on with chloe and youth group and stuff and so me and kelsey just weren't able to get together and um make it happen this week in uh, a timely fashion with other obligations you know between doing laundry and cooking dinner and everything else so you're just going to get to hear me and hopefully i'm not boring or monotone or um, anything for you i'm just going to try to keep it upbeat and light for you um and this week we were going to originally talk about um what you prepping and food during camping but kelsey is really good at that and she does a lot with that and i didn't want to do it by myself this this podcast by myself without her so i decided i'm going to hold off on that and maybe in two weeks i'm hoping that we can get her on and we can talk about more of that food prep and uh, her perspective and my perspective i like the two two people's perspective on those things so um, cause she does have different opinions on some of those things than I do. So we're just, I'm going to hold off on that. And this week we're going to talk about the spring, um, where you, what to look forward to with outdoor activities, 
things that you you've been thinking about that you maybe you need to work on uh, get prepped ready to go so that when the time does come for those outdoor activities um, you can jump on them and do that and also i'm going to do probably towards the end just a little bit of uh, some of my favorite places to uh, in indiana to visit and to um, hike and stuff and yeah, and I may I may throw out a few out of state trips too, um, especially if you live in some other places uh, that you could uh, just take advantage of and stuff. So, so start off the front. It's spring. Well, it's starting to turn spring. We just came into March, and it's it's a beautiful day here actually today, um, and. I start you start thinking about things like turkey season and you think about spring fishing i think about getting the camping gear ready to go out for a, a you know weekend camping trips and um there's all those different things and <clears throat> i think you always it's always good i think we sometimes i always get behind the eight ball and i'm always running around at the last minute trying to get all my gear ready and trying to get all my stuff organized and prepared and i end up you know, messing something up or you, you, you're coming out kind of shorthanded, you know, you didn't deal yourself a full, full hand of cards, I guess you'd say, because you waited to the last minute. But this is the time, the winter to months, um, late winter, early spring, so you can get prepped and ready to go. And the things that I think about that I'm looking forward to in the spring are big thing is turkey season actually turkey season is actually the thing i've started looking toward to the last couple of years especially where i live i could live now where there is a decent number of birds to hunt and so you know if you, you need to get your shotguns out and pattern your shotguns um make sure you buy your turkey license uh figure out where you can hunt read up to, on the rules and regulations in your state and everything because if you don't things change i mean year to year rules and regulations change in states and then some i know like on some fish and wildlife or wma properties if you're hunting public land the rules are even different for public lands and even different from one public land to the other um i know here like the big thing in indiana is we have draw hunts and draw hunts really only allow certain people to hunt at certain times on a lot of the public land pieces, especially if you're in the northern half of the state. Um, and even in the southern half of the state, there is, you know, some draws. So you need to know when those are and not. Uh, I know the draw date has been closed, so you can't get signed up for a draw currently for this spring. But you, there is other know what other places of public land are available so you can can get out there um, and probably the best way to do that is go to like the like the dnr website and look up those things um and it tells you I, I know there's a list under like the spring turkey season that says you know where and when are the draws and everything so and I don't know what it is all for like other states, but I bet there's similar type things throughout the country. And you just need to look at those things and check them out and be aware of those rules and regulations. So, yeah. So the big thing is like patterning your guns. I know um, that's something to do. I'm not going to go into details on how to pattern your shotgun <clears throat> for your turkey season. But, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, get your hunting license. I mentioned that. Um, and knowing where you're going to hunt and stuff yep 
Um, so I'm going to tra- transition to another kind of topic real quick. I'm, I'm just going to hit a bunch of things real quick. Shot kind of a shotgun pa- um, pattern today. So is fishing. I love going fishing in the springtime and this late winter time is a great time to get your poles really strong. You know, check out the eyes on your uh, fishing poles. Uh, make sure they're not damaged if you need to replace them. Um, if you got any of those broken tips, you know, that's this is another good time to fix the tip of your pole and also inventory kind of go through your tackle box and you know see what you got or what you need to pick up um this is a good time a lot of times there's sales going on you can pick up a lot like a different lures that you that you love to use um and everything you can get into those things like that and also I think, yeah, think about, you know, the species of fish you're going to go after too, and be paying attention to that weather. You need to be paying attention to the weather and know when, when the weather's going to pop for that species. Um, you know, if you're crappie fishing or walleyes, you'd definitely be getting out here early. And then, you know, always like, it seems like the bass and the sunfish come a little later and in the spring and stuff, but just be ready. Uh, Cause every year it's just a little different and it just shifts a little different, you know, depending on how warm it is and stuff. And so may, it maybe get your honey to do list done or everything out of the way now. So when the, that perfect weekend shows up here and, you know, uh, late April, early May, you're ready to roll. At least here, like probably in the Midwest. If you're living like southern states, it's probably right now. Actually, you're starting to kick into some of those things. I know it's early March, but those things are probably getting ready to happen for you real quick. Yeah. Um. I do. Again, that's back to the rules and regulations. I mentioned the turkey hunting. You need to do the same thing or fishing. Um, fishing regulations seem like they don't change as much and everything. But still, know know your rules, know your regulations, and keep up to date. Um, it's one of the I think one of the saddest things you see is that you hear I think every year is someone gets um, a ticket or whatever for a rule violation. Um, because they just simply didn't read them and it is and yes it does take time it does take an evening or afternoon an hour to sit down and read these rules and regulations but it's well worth your time so you aren't paying that fine here you know don't lose your equipment if you know there's different there's all kinds of things that happen but you just don't want to be involved in that and it's and in a lot of these rules and regulations, they're very simple. Um, there's nothing complex to them at all. It's just forgetting, you know, what is my limit? You know, is it 10 or is it 25? Depending on the species of fish, you know, how late in the day can I hunt on public land? I mean, there's just very little, there's simple things that we can all abide by, but um, just knowing those rules and regulations, um, I think, especially as a Christian, I think that really is important because. It just it makes it makes us a, a show us as an upright honest human being and i think that's god calls us to be honest and have a high integrity and this is just one way um we can do that as a in our outdoors um area or a part of our life and stuff so and then the other thing um i really started well actually i just thought of another one mushroom hunting um I love to mushroom hunt, but I am never going to eat another mushroom in my life. I think I've become allergic to them over the last few years and do not, I don't, and people, you might be giving me grief and think, oh, you're picking the wrong mushrooms and 
whatever. I know which ones are morels and which ones are not. So, um, and I've eaten mushrooms for many years, but the last, about last two years, three years back now, maybe, um, I've gotten extremely sick and I'm the only one that's gotten sick, um, when we've eaten them. So it's not like, um, I've had the bad one or whatever this, everybody was, there's, you know, three or four different people that have consumed the same batch of mushrooms I have. And, um, I just, I've gotten allergic to them, I guess, over the years and they make me sick. And I, it's just a bad, miserable 24 hours or so of throwing up and everything. So that is another thing. No, the mushrooms you're going to pick, but, um, it's a good time. It's fun. It's exciting, especially if you're not any good at it, I think, because you just take, you know, you're like, Oh, I found that one or I found that five, you know, just enough that you can fry them up and have a sandwich or two. And it's just a fun time, a good time with your kids, um, get them out in the woods and just walking around. I mean, we did it a lot and we as a kid and we didn't find a ton but it was just always fun to get in the woods and just see the woods greening up and um we just would do adventurous things and just checking things out actually probably dad did more of the mushroom hunting and um me and my brothers we just ran around and checked things out and stuff i mean we did find a few but yeah um that's another great spring activity uh, to do here and probably another another thing I'm really looking forward to, and I'm hoping to get it done before spring green up here, is I got a couple properties I want to scout for deer. Um, that's another thing. I know deer season's a long ways away. It's, uh, you know, months away. But scouting for deer is one of my favorite things to do because it is kind of a hybrid version of hiking, um, just exploring. I love to explore and also, you know, checking out the sign deer sign and from the last fall and you know seeing where the beds are seeing where you know scrapes and rubs are and trying to put the all the pieces of the puzzle and and start checking off those check boxes for okay my deer plans for this you know the 2021 deer season you know trying to put a few new pieces of property um public or private on your you know access list and knowing what you're getting into and that's good because if you hunt just private that's great and everything but it's always good i think to have a backup parcel or backup different backup pieces because you never know i lost multiple different pieces throughout high school and college and uh, different things and the the big thing is it's not not only nothing you've ever do sometimes it's sometimes it's completely you know the landowner has family that wants to hunt now or um change of property owner or whatever or you just move. I think that's another thing. I'm, I've moved a couple times, so it's kind of makes those pieces of land, you know, it's not worth driving the two hours or whatever to those pieces. They're not, they may not be that great anyways, or whatever the reason is. It's just always good to have those backup pieces or backup options for you. And just getting out for a walk and hike and just can make you feel good, especially in these spring months. So, you know, I kind of can't, um, have cabin fever going on you're cooped up all winter i know we've had a decent snow mile of snow especially even for the southern part of the state here in the last few weeks it's not all melted off now but um it's been great <laughs> a little bit of snow and it's been fun i know i know some people have got taken advantage of it and gotten out i know we did a, a little bit of ice fishing um we did a 
I got out to play ice hockey with some people. Um, just some fun winter activities. I, I saw, you know, a lot of posts on Facebook of some sledding and um, different things like that. And it's just a good time to get out and just enjoy the snow. But now we're, you know, transitioning to that spring months. And I think the big thing when you start thinking about spring and the summertime is you start thinking about uh, the the camping. And I, I'm excited for camping this year, especially with our little girl. And it's just different. Um, I think this year it's going to be different. But... I'm just going to actually kind of to close these last thoughts. I'm just going to go through and talk about some of my favorite places to go hiking and camping. And um, I'm going to start here in my home state of Indiana. And what I, you know, if you are a Hoosier or you are, you know, local, a stated tour away and you want to make a trip to Indiana, this is, these are places that maybe you want to put on your um, radar or whatever. So I'm going to probably start off from the top. No, we'll start from kind of maybe towards the bottom or maybe just how I think of them um, too. So I will say I currently live kind of in the southeast. And actually, if you live along the Ohio River and down, it's towards the Madison, Indiana area. Um, there's Clifty Falls State Park, and it is one of the best state parks in Indiana. Um, it's got some very rugged trails, and and the reason why it's probably has the real rugged trails, and, and but it has gorgeous scenery, is these are contributory streams and the kind of small rivers that flow into the Ohio River on the Indiana-Kentucky line. Um, and so there's these massive, I shouldn't say massive, very large waterfalls for Indiana. Um, we don't have a lot of big waterfalls in the state, but these are some of the best and some of the most picturesque waterfalls. Um, and there's opportunities. You can take short hikes to get to these waterfalls and look at them. Also, you can, there's some very strenuous hikes at this um state park where you can walk the riverbed and there's some steep kind of as you're going down into these um i guess the riverbed is how you would say it's basically the bottom of the hills that's a very steep hiking up and down so some of the trails you need to be definitely in some physical good physical shape where other ones you can you know park the car and walk the 100 yards down the access kind of access path or the beginning of the trailhead and you can see these waterfalls and there's just some really good beautiful waterfalls um and even the drive down there there's some just it's pretty it's pretty s um pretty s i don't know if that's a real word but it's just um picturesque that's the word i was looking for um and just southern indiana the kind of the rolling hills um these kind of oak timber uh it's just a pretty area of the state and um it's just a good place to get away uh with that um the, yeah um i would say the big thing is though the camping there um, just given my opinion, uh, we stayed in the primitive campground, and the primitive campground is not as good, in my opinion. There's not very many big trees. It looks like it had been cleared at one time, and there's a lot of, like, small undergrowth, um, brushy trees that are coming back. And it's, so there's not a lot of shade in the main camp or in the primitive campground. The main campground is a little more shaded, so you may want to pay the extra money to get a shaded, more shaded campsite. 
depending on you know where you're gonna go so that's that um so more probably more central indiana is and everybody you know if you're from indiana everybody's heard of turkey run um which is a good great state park and i would highly recommend it but actually it's little i guess you would say it's little brother who actually is right in that same area that it's the park county area um is shade state park and i would say this is the best state park in the state of indiana in my opinion um it's probably the it's very rustic it's um very primitive um compared to some of the more major state parks and it's not advertised as well and um and that there's benefits because of that um compared to you know like you everybody here's you know turkey run brown county spring mill um, mccormick's creek those are the end parks um and um the last one i'll talk about here um but of those parks those um shades i think from a pure enjoying nature enjoying the outdoors um standpoint is like one of the best you know there's a lot so there's good trails they're good trails rugged trails if you want them a lot of up and down into these ravines they actually go out to the river um which is the sugar creek um and just just amazing um little park and i can't think of the name i there's an actual adjacent property to um this park and it's got hiking trails on it too it's another pretty little um, trail and very scenic um, there's a trail i think it's called the devil's backbone and it's this real skinny like basically a uh, ridge but it's just kind of like a cliff on both sides drop off um real neat uh, thing you don't see pretty much anywhere in indiana just a neat land feature of this like drop off on both sides um the trail goes across i can't think of that i wish i could remember the name of it off hand but i cannot remember the name of it um but it's another property and it's actually if you're in a if you're at the park it's if you go out trail 10 i believe it'll actually take you to this adjacent property that's actually it's actually across the road from it um there's actually a parking area there too um and everything that you can access this uh, adjacent property that has some hiking trails it's another just a sweet little hiking area and that's what's neat about it is you can actually park i believe it like i said walk down trail 10 um you could do trail 10 and go on over to um this other property and walk these other trails there's i remember there's um pamphlets over there and everything like the mark that has marked trails and tells you you know where you're going and everything so it's a, just a it's a great great state park um it's all i believe it's all primitive and i last i knew it was uh, first come first serve on the camping so um that can be difficult if it's a busy weekend and everything um but it's it's a great state park in my opinion the best one of the best in the state um i think it's because it isn't as busy as maybe some of the bigger name state parks um so you do get the little more secluded um and not feel like you're crowded as bad especially if you're there like on the weekends and everything um and then i probably one of my other it's in a really nice state park and i think it's because of where it's at compared to the other state park it's pokagan state park it's a really neat park to go to during the winter they have um the toboggan sled and everything which that's probably behind us now um 
or them now but it's it is a neat state park you can do like cross-country skiing there and if you have your own skis i believe and um there's some neat it's a neat park but it's one of the better ones in the northern half of the state uh northern half state doesn't have like the you know the big hilly park like you do kind of the southern half of state and it doesn't have a lot of state parks it's got more of the the sras which are the um like the reservoirs um and if you're into boating and stuff you're probably definitely going to go after those the sra type properties and stuff um the reservoir properties but um it does it also um Pocana has a big lake um and james lake in there and it's it's got an inn if you're not wanting to rough it it's um also just got a uh uh, just a just a neat park it's really i feel like it's a really clean park um compared to some of the other parks and it's just really a very nice park they have a nice nature center there um there's some nice easy trails i think the one thing that's neat about it too is it has a some different habitat that's not the same as most of the rest of the state especially you get that northern tier of the indiana you start to get into some more like uh, marshy swampy areas and you do get a little more of that marshy swampy habitat and um Pokagon, which is if you're looking for something different or just um new to you um it would be totally a neat park to check out um to see that different habitat type um and I mentioned SRAs. I, I love SRAs um, probably because that's where I, I worked at one through college. Um, it's it's a really neat, there's a lot of them are neat because you do get the um, the big lake um, with the reservoir. Um, but they also provide like the outdoor hunting and fishing opportunity um, better than most state parks do. And, well, most state parks you can't hunt at. Um <clears throat> And then they also do have some trails, a lot of them. Um, a lot of times they're not the greatest trails, um, and they're not maintained well because they aren't the main attraction. But there's hiking trails, um, a lot of access paths that work. Um, they Like the fish and wildlife side of things use, and they would work great as um, hiking trails. A lot of them are, <clears throat> you know, they're not maintained, but they have enough trucks go down them throughout the years. Um that you can easily walk down them. Um, you may have, you know, you go right after a storm or something like that. You still, and they haven't got around to it. You may have to climb over a log or whatever. Um, but it's not, not like it's terribly difficult and they make neat and you just neat, um, hiking kind of hiking opportunities. That's maybe a little different, uh, than like your traditional state parks and those like, those access trails or access paths, um, they will not have any <laughs> crowdedness on them because unless it's actually hunting season, pretty much nobody uses those in the, um, the other months of the year and stuff. So just, just another kind of a neat way to think about it. Um, so those are my Indiana ones. Um, uh, I'm going to, transition now maybe to michigan we're gonna go to michigan and um i have been to michigan a handful of different times and i've been to a handful of different state parks in michigan and the one that i'm gonna first one i'm gonna talk about is it's in the lower peninsula and it's on the um the western half of the, the western side of the state and it's a uh, 
it's PJ Hoffmaster State Park. Um, it's a great state park. There's, um, it's on Lake Michigan, so it's a great late summer state park. Actually, I think this is a state park that me and Kelsey are talking about taking Chloe to um, the end of the summer potentially because uh, we can get in. You can get in the water and enjoy um, the lake itself. But that's that's another thing to point out is if you are going to like this state park you may want to wait to the end of the summer like late july early august um so you can enjoy the swimming opportunities um it could be earlier and it's kind of all dependent on it you know how warm the summer is and everything so but I, if you wait to that late july early august you're almost guaranteed you're gonna be able to get in the water comfortable comfortably ish um it depends on how cold the water you can handle i guess Um, it's a great, also just a great state park because um, there's, um, neat things to do. And even in the area, there's lots of lighthouses you can go check out in different ports, um, where there's big like shipping ships that come in and out and it's different things. Those are some neat things like that to check out in the area. Um, I think, yeah. And then also the park itself is just a really nice park uh, the camping side of things there's um it just real feels like a real f um family atmosphere um you always see tons of kids riding around on bicycles and just you know enjoying themselves and they're you know it's a safe atmosphere you don't have to worry about your kids you know getting ran over and everything like that because the it just seems like everybody's you know taking their time and they're slow and when they're driving from, you know in and out of the park and um and everything uh and the trees are real nice it's just a nice camping area there's big pines and it just makes you feel like you're in a i don't know almost like a fairy tale the the campground does um at least for me from indiana there's just not there's not too many areas like this um just a real picturesque um actual campground um the hiking there is actually it's pretty neat a lot of the trails um that there are there they're going through a series of dunes or they're going from kind of like parking lots to the beach and like walking down the beach for a little while and making a loop back up through the dunes um and those dunes do make for some really neat opportunities for hiking those dunes can be extremely strenuous so um, just think about that before you think you're going to go on a hike with a dune or dunes um, they can you know it's kind of like one step is worth a half a step especially when you're going up it but going down it's really easy because it's um, you know like one step's like three steps because you're kind of sliding down the dunes so just something to keep in mind and if you have um you know, knee problems or ankle problems, um, it may be wise to just avoid the dune hiking and stuff. And just another tip for you, if you are going on these, um, up, up, like even the, just around dunes area, I always throw in an old pair of socks, um, that you, you're okay with getting destroyed because during the afternoon, the sand can become extremely hot and like burn your feet. And if you throw an old pair of socks in and wear those as like a, 
shoes kind of thing um, that can keep your feet from getting burnt. And then also you don't have to wear actually your shoes in the sand. Um, I hate wearing my shoes in the sand and they get in it and they just, they're grimy and gritty for like long, long time afterwards. And it's just no fun. No one wants to have gritty, <laughs> gritty shoes. And uh, at least I don't like the gritty feeling and stuff. So extra pair of socks or old pair of socks is a great idea for um taking to like these especially if you're going to any kind of place where there's dunes at it um on the, for hiking and stuff um so from there i'm going to travel where is it we did pj hoffmaster um state park i can't um What's, we're going to go up to Minnesota now. Um, Minnesota is, like, there's so many opportunities in Minnesota, in my opinion. Um, and I love going to Minnesota. We've done a lot of trips, especially in that late July, um, early August time period. Again, if you're wanting to swim, it's always good to wait <laughs> to go to these places if you're going to get in into bodies of water and swim. But I love going to like kind of the North Woods um, setting, um, these really thick um, evergreen forests. Um, it's just, there's a little like swampy, marshy type things going on. Um, it's just a really neat place. And I would, the, the places that I would check out, there's, I love the, what they call the North Shore, which is the, um, Gets the land that's adjacent on the north side of Lake Superior um, in Minnesota, and it's kind of like I guess you think that point that makes that point in of Minnesota on the northeast side of the state. Um, and this is a really neat neat area. There's a bunch a bunch of different parks along there, um, and I've stopped at a, we stopped at many different ones over the years. Um, but the two that I'm going to talk about, the one is. Um, Gooseberries Falls, which is a really neat state park. And the only thing nice about it is if you're going somewhere else up there, there's just like a uh, rest area where you can just pull in and you can check it out. Um, the falls there and everything. Um, they have a really kind of a neat um, nature center area. Um, they have a last, last, like I should say, last I was there, they had like a, um, a full size uh, timber wolf actually in there uh, mounted so it's just kind of a neat display there's some other really neat displays of the seeing these actual full size of animals of the native area of that northern um, Minnesota area and really the Great Lake area in general um, these different animals um, but yeah, what they're known for is the waterfalls. Again, it's kind of like the Clifty Falls here in Indiana, but the falls um, fall going into Lake Superior, and it's just Lake Superior is a beautiful lake. It's like crystal clear water, um, especially if you go on like a sunny day. Um, it's super cold. It's super super cold and. Um, and everything and it's just a great a great place to check things out um, a lot of places to get out and you know walk around these falls and see them and there's everything it's just a real picturesque um, area um, I, so that's a good one it's a good one just to stop you know like a rest area type area um, this the next one I'm going to talk about is called Tedaguch and it's one I highly recommend camping at um, 
it is again it has a rest area so if you're going up even further or um doing something else and you just want to stop in again it's got some falls and different things but it's got some really easy access to get down to the actual lake superior and you can check some things out um and one thing i did not mention about lake superior but it's got a lot of good skipping rocks at least on that north shore and um uh, it's it's really really good we always have a contest it seems like skipping rocks and i feel like we did a lot of this at um Tedaguchi state park it's a great place you get down you can skip rocks you can go swimming i think there's there's a really neat thing there's a river that comes flows it comes through the state park and actually dumps into the um lake superior there and it's kind of neat because you can actually be in the river and you can feel the warm river water and then you actually as it flows out into the lake you can actually feel the transition to the cold lake water and i think they say on average the high temperature for lake superior water it's like 55 degrees which is feels freezing it is unridiculously cold um it, it's kind of one of those things we'd always uh when we were kids and we'd go up there we'd like run out there and see how long we could last out there and we'd run back um it's it is a good place to take kids it's probably not a great place for swimming but it's fun to you know watch your probably kids or probably see how long they can handle swimming um but the park has some other neat features it has some nice hiking trails and um different to just enjoy kind of that northern woods hiking experience um the park also offers um some fishing opportunities um we stayed in some cabins they actually have there and fished on these lakes um and they there's really good fishing for like northern pike and walleye on these lakes and um it's just kind of that whole northern woods feel and it's it's just really especially if you're from like midwest plains um i know minnesota is considered the midwest but the more the midwest farm ground area it's like you feel like you went into a whole nother world and um it's just just amazing place kind of wraps up i guess the minnesota uh, state parks there's just plenty of places along that north shore to just check out on the different things a lot of quick easy pull-off areas and uh, to check out things at the the long north shore of minnesota um the next couple things or parks i'm going to mention um i have very little knowledge about but i've had heard a lot of people talk about um and i'm ex- i mean i do i've been to one so the first one is in the upper peninsula of uh, michigan um the up um porgy my own porcupine mountain state park um it is a uh really neat park um i remember going there as a kid but i don't remember it that well and um it's just it's again it's it's along lake superior um and it is what's kind of neat especially if you're coming from probably like the indiana direction um you get to go like you can there's a lot of neat places to stop you can you know traverse city is a neat area to stop um you have to go across the mackinac bridge and you could even go to mackinac island for a day <clears throat> and, and you could break up you know break up the travel or whatever um those are some neat 
places to stop on the way to this park it's also it's just a neat kind of that north woods feel but it's it's actually kind of a small mountainish hilly area along the lake superior so just another really neat place that maybe you could go check out this year or at least um put in the back of your mind um there's another neat place that i would recommend really checking out um and I've been here, but I don't remember it. We went as a, I was a real little kid. Um, is Hocking Hills State Park in Ohio? Um, it is. It is definitely one. I actually I looked into going there. Um, me and my family, me and Kelsey, have this fall. Um, actually, it might be a place where we stay while I go deer hunting in Ohio. Um, we'll see. Um, it's a po- it's a possibility, but it's it's just another neat area. Um, hilly, kind of that um, rolling hills area. Um, probably a very if you're from Indiana, it probably reminds you of a similar type of that type feel. Um, and everything but yeah those are some just some places that i would just highly recommend you checking out um if you want to do something different um that maybe you've never done before these are just some um places to check out i do know on some of like the minnesota um places uh they have cabins in some of those um parks and they i think rent out really fast and they're just booked up and gone so it's probably too late for that but the camping typically i think you can get into that but you definitely need to get checking it out if you're going to make a trip of it this year um all of these places because especially on busy weekends they're they're, they're going to be they're going to be filled up and they're going to be done and um you're you're going to lose out on your opportunity and stuff so um i just wanted to give you some potential um places that you can go places you can check out um and everything and just let you know most states it doesn't i'm giving you what i know from kind of this indiana ohio northern great lake area a little bit of great lake area um knowledge i have um it's not not full i mean like i said i've never stayed anywhere in wisconsin which i'm missing a whole state there and i'm i guarantee you there's great places in wisconsin i drove through wisconsin many times in minnesota and there looks like there's some amazing places in wisconsin um and the same with michigan i have only been mainly on the western side of michigan so you're missing the whole eastern side of the state and um I think a lot of these, it's hard to have a in-depth knowledge of all these different places. Um, so it's just do your research. And if you're not from this area, I mean, what if you're from Washington state and you're listening to this, um, podcast, um, do your research. Most DNR state agencies, um, have a very full list of what they, their opportunities and they, they do a pretty good job, um, telling you, you know, the type of activities they have there, um, from hiking to different fishing and hunting opportunities to nature centers for like kids and, um, and everything in between, uh, there's probably things that I'm not, I mean, missing out on or, uh, and everything. But if you're not from like, you know, Indiana is not a destination for you and for a weekend trip or a half week trip, um, totally just get on your website, your local website, um, for your, your, your local state or states that are surrounding you. And you can totally find, um, some different state parks. Um, we, 
and it's not hard. It's really not. Um, we were staying just some different places, and and every now and then we'll just look up, you know, local state parks, and we found some neat neat parks real quick. We just had some real quick stops and stuff, and um, and I I can't really vouch for them because I don't I haven't been to them that much or that very long, but there's just you can find some really neat stuff really quick and um, just getting online and reading through the states state park information on the, the each state's DNR page so I just highly recommend that um, before I close it out today I just I want to encourage you guys um, to COVID's still going on and everything and we we're dealing with that. We're still process, trying to process it and get through it. I know some people are sick of it. Some people are scared of it and everywhere in between. And then, um, and I don't want, I don't want you guys to miss out on our Christian fellowship. Um, and the reason I, I mean, the reason I'm talking about this is I've had conversations with multiple people and multiple um, individuals and have brought this up to me and just in just small talk and stuff. And they're afraid, and I agree with them, afraid that, you know, this COVID has provided everyone the opportunity to sit at home and watch the church service from home. And um, it's which is a great tool that we got in our, in our bag, um, for doing many different things, you know, but I still highly encourage you, you know, if you're capable, you're not, you know, high risk of COVID. If you're don't have other complications, I highly encourage you to get back into your church and get back into your community of believers. Because if you, you, if you don't, you're missing out and you're missing out on some major blessings. Um, Kelsey actually sent me this the other day, and it's really, really good. I'm going to try to read through this for you here. You can't serve from the, your sofa. You can't have community of faith from your sofa. You can't experience the power of a full room of believers worshiping together on your sofa. Christians aren't consumers either. We are contributors. We don't watch we engage, we give, we sacrifice, we encourage, we do life together. And I think that's, it's really, this is just like a really encouraging thing. Um, and remember that our sanctuary, sanctuary isn't the, um, the couch in our house. Um, our, and I think we've we've kind of forgot that it's been it's easy it's been easy it's been nice i'll be honest when we got told we can't we're not doing church service i actually fully enjoyed sitting at home and watching the service from my couch um but at the end of the day you i think that's what the devil wants you to think he wants you to think oh this is nice this is easy because it is nice and it is easy from our selfish human standpoint um and we just need to make sure we're getting off the couch and on Sunday mornings and making it back into our, our church buildings and stuff. Um, cause they need us. Um, our fellow believers need us. They, we need each other. So just, I guess that's like a little public service announcement. Um, just get back into your, into your churches and into your, um, the places 
that you worship with others at. Um, and I, I'm saying this from the standpoint is that's if you are capable, you know, if you are, um, you're not dealing with COVID yourself. I mean, we don't want to spread COVID anymore um, than we have to. Uh, and we, and if, you know, you're not high risk. Um, I understand if you, you have complications that make you high risk and I, I don't, don't come I, if it's for your better good and stuff. But um, if you're capable, if you are, are in a high risk, please get back into your church and please just remember that it is this, faith as a Christianity is meant to be done as a community and not as an individual or a um, couple religion. This is a community um, effort. And so, yeah, well, I'm going to wrap it up this week. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, Hopefully next two weeks from now, we'll have Kelsey back on. Um, We'll have Isaac with a devotional, Ike's Flame devotional here next week and everything. And just, I love, I'm excited for this spring. Um, there's lots of things going on, um, and just just get out and enjoy it. And and remember, if you if you're listening and you're a Christian, keep your keep your standards high and hold yourself to a higher standard and everything. Um, and it's just it is awesome. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up here and just. Let you know that you guys can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Outdoor Family. You can follow me, Mitchell Slaughter, on my own Facebook page um, and everything. So remember, always stay anchored.